This is episode 196 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. Today, I've got a very exciting guest for you. After she presented in our COVID support group about a month ago, she just gave me goosebumps and everyone else that was there. So I had to share her with all of my podcast listeners. I want you to please welcome Asha Olivia. And she is here today from Hoboken, New Jersey, which I've actually visited. It's a very, very small borough that overlooks Manhattan. Like, I don't think for me, myself, I can't get any more inspired than looking at New York City. My gosh, I'm so jealous. But we have been in each other's lives for quite some time. And I have seen you go through it and you've seen me go through it, but you know, the way that you've come through it and have reminded us all in the COVID support group and will today, we've all had our COVID-19 already. And you like to talk about this black swan moment in your life. So before we get into that, I want to give you a moment to just explain to our listeners who you are, tell us about your business and a little bit about your backstory, which kind of almost sprouted this epiphany or realization you're about to tell us about today. Sure. And thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast, Bella. It is such an honor. I have listened to all 192 of your podcasts and they inspire me me every single week. So I encourage every listener today to just go back and, you know, put on a podcast every single time you have a moment free because they will change your life. Like they changed mine. So I own and operate Hobie Dogie, uh, which is a dog walking and puppy care company in Hoboken, New Jersey. I started my company in 2012 and that's basically Basically around the time I started to get to know who Bella was. Since then, I joined Bella's mastermind. I was one of almost original gangsters. I joined about three years ago. And the mastermind has literally been an indispensable resource in my life as I go through the ups and downs of business. And a lot of the other masterminders feel the same way. So why am I here today? Well, at the time of this podcast recording, an average of 700 Americans a day are dying from COVID-19. For comparison, 2,400 Americans died at Pearl Harbor in one day. So if we do the math, America's having a Pearl Harbor moment every three to four days. So in essence, we're at war and every American is a soldier at this time. So how will we be soldiers every day to get through this war and through any war in our lives? Let me tell you about the war that I've been through over the last 16 months. In November of 2018, I was a quote unquote, happy, healthy yoga doer, veggie lover, (laughs) tree hugger, you know, business owner. (laughs) And I had a little bit of a cough and I kind of shook it off. I was like struggling through my interviews, my team interviews and the people, you know, that I was interviewing are like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's just, I'm just diagnosed with pneumonia. No problem, you know? And they're like, okay, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) and then I went to the doctor, my parents were like, you know what, you're stopping everything that you're doing and we're going to get you to the doctor. And lo and behold, I was diagnosed with stage four non-smokers lung cancer. 
that very month. And it was a huge shock to me. It was my mini war and it was my black swan. And I'm going to get into the definition of a black swan in just a second. Okay. So over the last 16 months, I have fought a mini war. And as of today, I can happily report that I am in remission and I'm cancer negative. I'm cancer free. And a lot of things went into that, namely, obviously science, but also community, being a part of Bella's community helped me every single day and also my family, obviously. So I talked about a mini war, right? And a mini war is a war that we fight, each and every one of us fights in our lives, whether that's someone going through a divorce that you know, or someone going through a medical illness, someone that's dealing with COVID-19. There is a great uh, statistician whose name is Nassim Taleb, and he is the author of many books, but two in particular that are pretty cool for understanding what we're going through right now as a society. One of the books is called The Black Swan, and the other book is called Anti-Fragile. And Belle, I'd recommend that you link in the show notes. Most definitely. In the show notes, we'll put the links to both of those on uh, Amazon and Audible. Mm -hmm. Okay, super cool. So (laughs) A black swan is an event that is completely unexpected, comes on suddenly, and may have massive effects on your life. Now, the key word is may because it doesn't always, all right? It could have negative effects, which is a definition of fragile, which we'll get into in a second. It could leave you the same, which is the definition of resilient, you bounce back, or it could make you better, which is the definition of anti-fragile. We call the event a black swan because there are really only white swans in the world. So the probability of seeing a black swan is extremely rare. On a macro world level, the coronavirus is the big black swan, probably the biggest black swan we've seen since the 1918 Spanish flu. It's the big war. On the semi-macro world level, there are also smaller black swans. They are the smaller wars. Examples include, depending upon what part of the world you live in, earthquake, flood, forest fire, hurricane, tropical storm, tsunami, you name it. On a micro-personal level, humans get hit with even smaller black swans throughout the course of their lives. They're the micro-wars, the micro-war that I talked about, which is my own personal over-cancer. But for everyone else, as I mentioned, they're the sudden death of a loved one, a bad situation happening, preemie baby, divorce, bad breakup, major injury, sudden illness, medical condition, C-19, getting fired suddenly, losing our businesses. You know, we're all going through this right now, losing a large number of clients or sales, you know, not being able to pay your mortgage, substance addiction. You know, it runs the gamut. Everybody defines micro black swans for what they are. Okay. So, you know, when you look at what's happening in your life right now, and as you listen to this podcast, really try to think of all those micro moments that you've had in your life, right? And we're going through another big event that's having these, you know, ripple effects all throughout the world. So how are we going to react? The most important thing is how are we going to allow this black swan to affect us, right? Yeah. So we could allow it to kind of take its big wing and swat us over the head and basically knock us off our pedestal and break a leg, you know, in a metaphorical sense, right? Mm-hmm. So that's fragile because the a fragile condition is that which doesn't like or is hurt by volatility. So a good example is a piece of crystal 
immediately gets destroyed if you move it and you, you know, you don't stabilize a table. A really great example is a light, a candle light. So the wind blows a candle right out, right? So are we going to be a candle light in this, in this um, crisis that we're facing right now and, and exhibit fragile conditions? I certainly am not. I know that you, Bella, are not. Um, and I would hope that people listening are going to recognize that metaphor for what it is. The next condition that Nassim Taleb talks about is a resilient or robust condition. So it's that which takes the impact of the volatility, the big black wing of the swan, and leaves you the same. So you know what? You kind of go like this. Ah, that really hurt. Um, but then, you know, you stand upright and you're like, wait, I'm unchanged. I'm not hurt. You know, I'm going to be okay. Another good example in nature or in, in our environment is a building built for an earthquake. So it shakes back and forth, back and forth, but then it stands stable and it doesn't come down because of the earthquake. So that's a resilient or robust condition. And the an anti-fragile condition is that which takes the impact of the volatility or the black swan, but leaves you better, stronger, faster growing. So I think the greatest example I can think of is um, fire made stronger by wind. So fire is, you know, the coronavirus that's raging through all of our lives. But how, what is, how is it going to leave you? Is it going to make you stronger? Is it going to make you better? And therefore, is it going to make you anti-fragile? This is so. beautiful. I want to take a time out for a minute here and kind of dial it back a minute. So we've kind of explained like what a black swan is and then how the definitions of fragile, anti-fragile and resilient are. But I'm wondering and wanting to know your thoughts and take me back to when you got that diagnosis too, please, is that we can react these three different ways to it, but is it, is it a reaction? Is it a choice? Is it who we are innately? Is it something that we can control? You know, because I, we go through this world and we see different people react differently. Some people think the world's happening to them. Some people think it's happening for them. Some people think that it's just their bad luck. Other people believe in making things happen. So where does that like mindset play into fragile, resilient, and anti-fragile? And can you kind of also shed some light on taking us back to that moment when you got that diagnosis and the shock and, and what you did with that and how that played in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so, such a great question, Bella. And I'm going to take you back to my story, but I'm also going to take you back to one of our great American stories too, James Stockdale. First, I'll tell you my story. Then I'll tell you about a prisoner of war that was in Vietnam for seven years and, and what he did to survive. So in November, when I got my diagnosis, I was with my dad. I was standing in front of this x-ray of my lungs. And the doctor said, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is that? And he circled this giant tumor <laughs> that was about 26 cubic centimeters. And I just basically dropped to my knees and I told myself, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I knew it because I'd been pushing myself so hard. And I went out I just left, immediately left the doctor's office and I sat down on the grass in front of the, the, the medical building and I, I just laid down and I looked up at the sky and it was the clearest blue sky that I had seen in my entire life, maybe because I hadn't really been paying attention up until that point. And I realized that my life was never going to be the same. And it is a moment that was going to be the defining event of my life that would make me a stronger and better person. We are all going through that right now where we are experiencing the defining event of all of our lives, 
that are going to allow us to make a choice. So to answer your, your specific question, I do believe that barring mental illness, that these type of events, a choice is made to become a better and a stronger person. And it, it takes everything that you've got in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit, in your body, and it takes an unwavering faith. And that faith is not defined by religion. That faith is defined by a deep knowing about who you are and what you've been able to accomplish up, up until this point and taking stock of all of the black swans that you've had in your life and all the many wars that you fought. Yeah, it's such a good example. And it's one of the things that always, there, there were a few key points because you're so powerful when you present this. But one of the key points that I remembered and the reason why I want you on this podcast right now to the whole, all of my listeners is because that point you just made, it is a choice it's not an easy choice. And we feel like we're failing at that choice on a daily basis sometimes, you know, but you got to get that momentum. But that also that we've already been slapped in the face by a black swan before. We all have, because we haven't all had a perfect life. We've had tragedy. We've had trauma. We've had things that have gutted us. Right. And so it's moments like that, that you almost get smacked in the face by the black swan to make you wake up. This is what I'm feeling right now. Make you wake up and remember who are you and how are you and what are you going to do? And are you going to be a light or that fire that gets stronger and bigger with the wind, like you were just saying, and become, you know, anti-fragile or are you going to choose something else? You know, and it, it looks different for everybody. And we have these leaps and valleys, but the number one thing is that it's not a constant. It's an ebb and it's a flow. So yes, girl, you keep going because you're no, doing totally. great. Like, <laughs> Tell you us made, about the prisoner. No, you made the most awesome points just now, Bella. I mean, it is an ebb and a flow. We're going to have anti-fragile days. We're going to have resilient days. We're going to have fragile days, fragile yeah. moments, fragile hours. But the most important thing is that we keep moving forward. My mm-hmm. mom gave me the greatest quote today when she said that my life is like my leg, sometimes good, sometimes bad. So I keep on moving. And that really sums up what this is about. We just got to keep mm-hmm. putting one foot in front of the other and we got to keep on moving. Whether you've been hit with C-19, talk to your doctor, go to your doctor's appointments. If you've got, you're coming out of a real, really bad economic situation, figure out how you're going to move forward, different revenue streams. If you need to maybe take a part-time job for a while to, to make ends meet. But the, the most important thing is to get stronger and to get better and to just keep on moving. And so that leads me to this great American story. It's the story of Admiral James Stockdale. And he was the highest ranking military officer captured as a prisoner of war. He was a prisoner for almost eight years from the mid-60s to the mid-70s. And he was tortured over 20 times. Okay, But by his own account, he came out of that prison camp even stronger than when he went in. He wrote a book called In Love and War. It's out of print now, but I recommend if you get a chance to pick it up. And the book sometimes is depressing, but the main premise of the book is that he never wavered in his absolute faith that not only would he prevail, but he would also prevail by turning it into the defining event of his life that would make him a a stronger and a better person. And he's told so many others throughout the course of his life that he was the lucky one. And people asked him, 
how could you have been the lucky one? You were in prison and tortured for almost eight years. And he replied, because I know the answer to how I would do, and you never will. Ooh. So that is a pretty powerful statement, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so I know the answer in my life to how I would face a diagnosis of having six months to live, right? And to, and to mm-hmm. fighting through it and to winning and to being okay in the end, hopefully. We all know, we all have been through that and we all know that we are the lucky ones because we know the answer deep down inside to how we will do. And nobody can tell you otherwise. Don't let others bring you down and say different things or or try to tell you otherwise. Deep down inside, there is that knowing that you can survive. So Jim Collins wrote in his book, Good to Great, about James Stockdale and you know, please link it in the show notes as well. It's one of the best business books of all time. And Collins talks about the Stockdale paradox. And the Stockdale paradox is having that faith that everything will be okay in the end, or you will prevail in the end, but also realizing the brutal circumstances that you're going through, the brutal facts of your situation, right? It's acceptance of what's going on and not denial. So that once you accept it, you can start fighting it, right? Totally. It reminds me of a quote I had hanging in NICU. When Olivia was in NICU for six months, I papered our walls full of, it was just construction paper and markers. And it was all kinds of, it was from Bible verses to just positive sayings to everything. And one of them that I found, I still have it. And it says, everything is going to be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And that's what that reminds me of because it's, Oh, so powerful. I have to keep this show going because I don't want to make it too, too long for our viewers. I could talk to you forever, but I want to kind of move us into, if it's okay, how do we build that capacity to become more anti-fragile? You were talking about going through it and it almost sounded like being grateful for it. But I've also heard you say things like we fill ourselves with other stories of people who have triumphed over tragedy and things. So How do we build this capacity? Maybe our listeners right now are thinking like, whatever you guys, like (laughs) I haven't had cancer. I haven't had a micropremie baby. I don't know what you're talking about. Life's great, but this sucks. (laughs) This is my black, my first black swan or, or something like that. How would you encourage people to become anti-fragile? In other words, grow through this. The most important thing to become anti-fragile is to build capacity anti-fragile systems work because they build extra capacity when put under strength. So let me give you an example. You go to the gym, you lift heavy weights, or you do a plank for 30 seconds. uh, And then the next day you feel that burn, right? So what is the body doing? The body is breaking down those tissues and your muscles and is reporting that failure to the system. And then what is your system doing? Your system is now making your muscles stronger and they're now a bit stronger than they were before. And that's your body becoming anti-fragile. So that's a perfect example of of what I'm talking about. But there are a lot of other capacities to build to become more anti-fragile. One of them is, like I mentioned, body and health capacity, the exercise component, eating properly, sleeping well. There are a couple of different, I mean, there's so many, you can't even, you can think of a hundred different capacities that you could build, but I'll just go through a couple of the major ones family and friend capacity, spending time with your family to build your 
support for one another. This could just mean speaking to them every day, reconnecting with a long lost brother or sister or cousin or, or friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. Emotional and spiritual capacity, finding ways to heal and build your heart and your spirit through different activities, whether, whatever that means to you, whether that's virtual church or therapy, favorite hobbies, meditation, yoga, finding leaders, spiritual leaders that you like online. Another capacity builder is intellectual and mental. So taking an online class to learn a new skill set or master a new subject, learn from others in business masterminds like Bella's mastermind that I'm a member of, joining short-term Facebook groups. Uh, Bella has some really good ones for C19, reading just great works of fiction and biographies and autobiographies of people that have become anti-fragile and got better in uncertainty. And another capacity that you can build is economic, building other revenue streams. I'll give you an example of a woman that we both know, Nicole Wilson. She's from Pet Au Pair in Maryland. She's taken on grocery shopping during this downturn to her clients and to other people in the community. And she's doing really well. She's doing like 10 to 15 grocery trips a week and created a really big revenue stream for herself. So that's an economic capacity that she's building, reducing bad debt, using good debt to your advantage, cutting costs, cutting maybe that Hulu subscription that you're not really really using, um, saving more, getting financially savvy. And then two other systems, two other capacities we can build, business systems capacity, building SOPs, business items that you need now to thrive in uncertainty. I know Liz Illig, a good friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, is is it's got a great consulting practice built on that. Totally recommend her. I I've worked with her. She's amazing. And then the last one is character and self-awareness capacity, making a list of all the times you became stronger because of those black swan events, you know, to give you the self-awareness to realize that you've already had your C-19 moment, mm-hmm. you know? So powerful. Yes, exactly. So remember that you've you've had those micro wars, you've had those black swans. This is just another one, you know, and it's not going to bring you down. You are not going to be fragile. You are not, you're going to be more than robust. You're going to be more than okay. You're going to come out of it swinging like Muhammad Ali and you're going to be better. I love all of your metaphors and your historical references, you know, because there's one thing for for a metaphor where we can actually picture it. And then there's another thing to like, think about people like Muhammad Ali or the prisoner that you were just talking about, you know, and be like, shoot, like those are real people that actually did this. Exactly. And they, uh, stood, they, they were in prison for eight years and they made it out. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah. And stronger. Yeah. Asha. So I'm going to turn like, kind of end this with you. Like, so what are you doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to keep building your maximum anti-fragility? And what would you suggest that our listeners do, or at least ponder, just start pondering. Maybe not, maybe they're not ready to do it, but what are your suggestions and what do you do? I think the most important thing that's keeping me going right now, quite frankly, is just staying practical, you know, Mm -hmm. staying realistic and confronting the tough facts and, and doing one thing a day that is going to move me forward. You know, just Mm -hmm. like my mom said, you know, just keep, so keep on moving, you know, and, you know, you're, I finally understood your slogan, you know, which is... <laughs> oh, it stinks that you had to jump out of a plane and go splat to realize that totally. you got to keep jumping. You always do. And jumping. always keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's all about momentum because like, yeah. even when you don't feel like it, it's so much easier to just jump a little bit today, even if you don't feel like it, 
Exactly. It's easier to jump bigger tomorrow rather than mm-hmm. if you're just sitting there and not using your muscles, not having that momentum, not going, you know? A hundred percent. And so I've put together my own 30 day challenge that I'm doing on a personal level that I was inspired by one of your podcasts with Nick Trevelyan. Yeah. Said that you could do oh, I didn't it. know he inspired you. I saw you in the mastermind. You were just doing your own challenge. I loved yeah. it. He did. He did. That's he so cool. you change your life in 30 days. And I know we all hear about this on those late night infomercials, <laughs> but you know, you can really do it. And the mastermind is the perfect place for me to do it because I have to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm letting myself down if I don't, you know, put at the end of the day, this is done. And so it's helping me just have that little mini win every single day, something practical, just do this one little thing to move my business forward, to move my life forward, to just stay on track and keep building that capacity to be anti-fragile. So that's really what I'm doing. I honor you so much for loving yourself enough to hold those promises to yourself, right? Because anybody could do it, but like also, and this isn't a plug you guys for the mastermind. It just so happens. That's where Asha and I like hang out a lot together. That's where we see each other and where we get real with each other. But it's really cool to see every day you posting and saying, you know what, today I'm just going to reach these four clients. And then you're like, I did it. And, you know, it's those little things that add up to that big thing. It's those little jumps that keep you jumping. It's those little wins to yourself that makes you anti-fragile and that makes you realize like, I got this. This was a tough day, but at least I got that little win. If you're wondering what she's talking about with the podcast, go look at how to move the mountain in your life. It was with Nick Trevelyan. And I think it might've been like 188 or 189 or something. It was a really very motivating podcast. And I love that that it had that effect on you. I'm going to have to make sure it was Nick's birthday yesterday. I'll have to make sure to let him know it it would make his day. Please do. Please do. Thank you so much for spending your time and coming on and sharing your story. Thank you for saying yes the very first time in the COVID support group. Thank you for showing up for not only the mastermind and your business, but for yourself every day. I think that it's easy to say it when everything's like, you know, rainbows and sunshine and flowers. It's another thing to be going through it again and again and again, and just having a different relationship with the black swan, if you will, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I just want everyone to remember their own strength. You know, that's what matters. That's amazing. Thank you for being here, Asha. Olivia. If you guys want to check her out, go to hobidogi.com. Hobidogi.com. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. You guys, if you liked this episode, which I sure do hope you did, I would love it if you would tag us and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And if you're feeling really bold, I'd really, really appreciate it. If you went to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to this and go ahead and rate the show and leave us a review. I might just read it on the next episode. And of course, when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.